Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. It's been a hot week in the city of Hamilton and real estate wise, uh, maybe a, a hot first half of the year as well. We'll talk about that on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rob Golfie in studio. He's the uh, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Special guest as well, Gianni Leonetti from uh, Tripemco Financial Services of Stony Creek. You can get a hold of him. That might be someone calling him right now. 416-575-5330. And we'll relay uh, Johnny's information as well as Rob's throughout the show. And to that effect, you can find Rob online, robgolfie.com. Call him at 905-575-7700. He's all over social media, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And check out the Rob Golfie page on Facebook. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, mortgage, life insurance, everything to do uh, with insurance and, and home ownership and how that works and some of the pitfalls uh, in uh, in that category. But we're going to begin by talking about the market in Hamilton and uh, relaying some June sales. How are we looking? It's looking great. Um, it's this market's not letting up, and and it's what, what the other the other thing about this market is that the inventory is even lower than last year. That and that's what keeps driving this market up. Um, for instance, uh, like we did, a, we just did a deal on uh, Green Road. Uh, you know, property was uh, uh, a regular one and a half story uh, home. Um, we, we priced it at uh, 350 It was market value price, right? Okay. Yep. You know, and uh, but we knew there was in a, a shortage of inventory in Stony Creek. And uh, but we ended up getting, uh, I think, about four or five offers on this place. Hmm. And we listed at 349.9. And I can't believe it. But we ended up getting an offer for four hundred and ten thousand dollars oh. <laughs> and just unbelievable um it it as long as this inventory is down uh we're just gonna it's just gonna keep going yeah and you know but but you got to be a little sharper at, at pricing homes because we've had homes some people homeowners um they see the neighbor's property sell for x amount of dollars and say hey well if he got that much right my house is better than that one that's the natural feeling right? natural feeling i then my house has got to be worth over half a million dollars <laughs> like oh my god here we go yeah but um but in uh in, compared to last year, year to date, from June uh, January first to June thirtieth, two thousand and fifteen, there was eight thousand seven hundred forty-two homes sold, and that's everything, mm-hmm. including condos and everything. And that's uh, the Hamilton uh, Burlington District Real Estate Board. That's all surrounding areas. Okay. And two thousand sixteen, eight thousand seven hundred forty-five homes. So we only sold three more homes this year wow. in the first six months, but the inventory is down. So, for instance, the average sale price just on res- residential homes only uh, last year was uh, four hundred and forty nine thousand six hundred and ten dollars. Mm. This year, the average residential home is five hundred and thirteen thousand nine hundred and seventy one dollars, and it just keeps climbing and climbing uh, all, all the time. Now, overall, everywhere, average sale price. This is all properties, including condos. Okay. Uh, everything that's all included, in, in, uh, and that's including all Hamilton, Burlington, surrounding areas. Uh, the average sale price is four hundred and fifty-one thousand, 
And uh, in June of this year, that's June of last year, uh, June of this year, it's 513000 Wow. Inventory's low. Guys, if you're looking at selling, you know, get your house on the market. The summer market uh, has kicked in. It is a little softer, but it's still moving. Mm. It's still moving uh, very well, and uh, you'll still do well. But again, there's still a lot of good deals in uh, Hamilton. There's, and, yeah, and the summer market is traditionally strong because these are the people who are uh, want to sell their homes because they're moving, but they want to do so well before the school year, right? Exactly. So we're getting a lot of people right now uh, that are looking, and they need to find out where their kids are going to go to school. Yeah. So sometimes I tell people uh, when I'm putting their house up for sale, uh, and I tell them, I go, look, you know, uh, can you move in 30 to 60 days? And they go, really? And I go, listen, you got to, you know, get your in-laws or, or your parents to help you out because you may get that better price on your home because somebody needs a house to move in for sure. the end of August or, or sometime the beginning of September. So you will do better because of that. Um, but uh, but it is tough to move on a short notice, and if, especially if you don't have help with other fam- mm-hmm. family or friends that can help you help you just in case you can't find that other house yeah. right away. And you were mentioning that the number of home sales is pretty much identical from this year to last year, from January to June, but we have a lot less listings. So the percentage of homes being sold that are listed is is far greater than than last year. So, for instance, June June of last year uh, versus uh, June of this year, we're we're actually 12% down for the month of June this year versus last year. But we're even overall from January to the end of June. Um, so, and it's just because the inventory is low. The inventory is low. Like, if we had more inventory for the month of June, definitely our sales would be a lot greater for mm-hmm. uh, for the year. But it's just it's tough. I mean, Hamilton and surrounding areas is only so big, and people are afraid to put their houses up for sale because they're they're not they, they don't know what they're going to get when they yeah. uh, when they move to. So yeah. that's that's the hard. That's the hard thing. But those out-of-towners certainly aren't afraid to move here because they're still seeing the price as being a great value, especially when they compare it to those GTA prices. Yes, and, and those out-of-towners, are, uh, they're pretty aggressive. Um, it, it, a lot of them are uh, uh, renters that are moving, buying first time, mm-hmm. but, but a lot of them are not afraid to buy uh, firm before they sell their house because they know they're going to uh, sell their house fairly quick right. in the GTA. So, it, so that makes it tougher against the local guy that wants to sell and then buy. It makes mm-hmm. it tougher. Here's the story uh, from Wednesday. The Toronto Real Estate Board says uh, there were nearly 13,000 residential transactions uh, through its members in June, 7.5% more than the same month last year. The group's home price index was up 16% from last year amid steady demand and fewer new listings. So really no surprise, Toronto still is leading the charge along with Vancouver as well. Exactly. Yeah, more, uh, I mean, the, the, the population's bigger. There's more, uh, more homes, more inventory. There's more, more changeover because it's a it's a corporate city, so people are relocating. So that so they do have a better percentage of uh, inventory just because people are moving across yeah. Canada or the U.S. Uh, you know, so they put their house up for sale. It's going, but uh, but definitely. I mean, uh, they're, they're up, they're up, and they'll always be up every year. It just continues. It's one of the drivers. Let's bring in uh, Gianni Leonetti from Tripemco Financial Services of Stony Creek. You can get a hold of him at 416-575-5330. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Rick. How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing very well, and and thank you for, for having me on the show. And, and Rob, uh, as always, it's, it's a pleasure. I've had the... Uh, the pleasure of knowing Rob for for a long period of time. He's a phenomenal uh, individual. He does uh, exceptionally well at, at what he does for mm-hmm. a living. And I had the had the privilege actually of writing a an article in Rob's uh, Market Watch paper for for over a year. So nice. uh, I would hope that some of the Grimsby, Hamilton, Stony Creek community already know who I am. So. 
But uh, but anyway, thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Well, one of the questions uh, that we're going to get into is, uh, do you need mortgage life insurance? And I think we all knew the answer. But well, uh, sh- the short answer to that is yes. Yeah. L- let's start with that. Okay. The short answer is yes. And um, it is unfor- it's very daunting, actually, when, when you do have to purchase um, the mortgage insurance, mm. just because... I find that there's a level of sometimes a sense of and a level of confusion as to bank insurance versus traditional third party yeah. uh, insurance as you know with with a carrier like a manual life or 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 a, or a Canada life or a Sun life mm-hmm. and um, there there is confusion and and a home being the largest purchase that any one individual will will make in in their lifetime and and in certain cases, sometimes make that two or three times, hopefully in Rob's case, more than two or three <laughs> times. Yeah. But um, so so with that being said, there there is a sense of confusion. And when people do come to me and ask me, Johnny, um, you know, what, what what's the main uh, differences, I guess, between bank-owned insurance mm-hmm. and third-party insurance? And the first thing I tell them for, uh, is, is control, is the level of control you have with the actual policy itself. The bank will always be the beneficiary when you're purchasing insurance through the bank. Mm. So you don't have the ability to um, direct uh, funds in the event, God forbid, a tragedy strikes and uh, one of the homeowners passes away. Right. Um, that's number one. So the control of the contract itself is is, is first and foremost. Mm-hmm. But there are there still pros and cons with going both ways, you know, uh, sticking with the bank or going with a third party? Well, absolutely. Um, the bank insurance I find for the younger ages, sometimes, honestly, it's a no-brainer. Um, just ba- mainly because their health is, is, for the most part, in pretty good shape. Right. Um, the one one main difference that you really have to be cognizant of and, and very careful is the fact that the bank doesn't actually underwrite you when you're alive. Mm. They ask you a series of medical questions, and those medical questions get more more in depth as as the homeowner gets gets older. Sure. Right. So um, as these medical questions get more in depth, so for the for the younger person, generally speaking, nine times out of ten, the premiums are really really low. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it could be in the vicinity of twenty dollars a month uh, for for the couple covering mm-hmm. a two or three hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Um, however, it works in reverse when it comes to buying insurance through a bank. What I mean by that is, as your mortgage decreases and as you get older. The bank, the bank insurance actually gets more expensive, hmm. right? Um, unfortunately, you also have to be aware of the fact that every five years, Canadians, especially today, don't really like to actually switch carriers or switch banks, right? Because of interest rates. We're in a very yeah. sensitive interest rate environment. Um, you could have a, a credit union offering one rate, and then you could have another bank out for offering another rate. So it's not necessary that they're going to stay with the same bank for the full 25-year right. amortization. So the unfortunate part is that every five years, these individuals have to reapply for this insurance. Mm. Now, there are there is no crystal ball in life. We don't know if they're going to be insurable. They might their health may have changed. Sure. Um, so you know there could they could run across a situation where unfortunately they they won't be covered. Mm-hmm. So um, the main thing is that on for third party insurance is that usually you're, you're purchasing a term insurance plan. Right. Generally speaking, it's a twenty year term when you're trying to cover a, an amortization of roughly twenty five years. And the main thing is that once you purchase this insurance your price is locked in for a 20-year period of time, which is really, really nice. 
um, which means that every year, every five years, as you renew this mortgage, you don't have to complete those medical questions mm -hmm. that the bank asks you because you already have the insurance that you purchased uh, through a third-party carrier. Another main difference is that you should also keep in mind is the fact that in the event your mortgage is, again, it's on a decreasing scale through the bank, so they only pay out the, the balance owing on the mortgage. Right. A 20-year term plan, if you're already 10 years into your mortgage and you bought this, this plan 20, 10 years ago, a 20-year term plan, then in the event something, God forbid, were to happen to the homeowner, they pay out the original 20-year term plan that they purchased mm -hmm. uh, 10 years ago, right. as an example. So, yeah. And they can also direct the funds in any which way they want. I think that's very important. Uh, they don't necessarily, through a third party, have to pay down the mortgage. They mm -hmm. can actually bank the money. They can they can actually put the house on the market for sale. Or, keep, or keep paying their mortgage. Or keep paying right. their mortgage. So um, what it does, uh, in a nutshell, what life insurance does or what bank insurance does is it provides um, homeowners with with time. It gives them time mm -hmm. to to absorb the shock of losing a partner and to give them the ability to uh, collect their thoughts and to move forward right. without having the pressures of financial pressures that that are looming. Well, there was uh, I was I was reading online where uh, a guy had a hard time collecting uh, the insurance for um, from from the mortgage insurance mm -hmm. uh, just because. Like 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 uh, Johnny was saying here that uh, yeah they they will give you um, your insurance for your mortgage and then once the five year renewal comes up if you're ill they're not they're not going to renew that right. so now you got no insurance now if you have to go find term insurance you're you're not going to get it so it's always good to go to a an and, independent company mm -hmm. and and Rob that's a good point because you know I've been at this for about eighteen years and when when somebody comes to me. Um, not everybody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to buy life insurance. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it never, just never I wish that Sorry happened, say, but it, it just doesn't happen, right? <laughs> so, so um, you know, buying a house, selling a house, no problem. Yeah. But, but yeah. buying life insurance just doesn't happen. So, so when somebody comes to me sometimes and they say to me, Johnny, I, or they call me, I, I need your services I, for, for life insurance. The very first question I ask them, I go, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. That's the very first question I ask. And nine times out of ten, my gut feeling's right, right. Is that they would probably decline through a bank more bank carrier, or bank mortgage insurance, uh, creditor insurance, they call it. And, uh, and now they're coming to me thinking that, you know, we can, we can go around the system mm -hmm. to try, to try to get them coverage. Rob, you brought up a very, very good point. Um, I, the main thing is that you we really you really have to try to to mitigate that 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 loss and in terms of what's going to happen if in the event something were to happen yeah. with that more that that's your largest asset right so we want to make sure that you you do get the coverage and I'm not swaying anybody in which one way or another to be honest with you but um, there are pros and cons and I would strongly urge to. Um, to to go online, do your research, and then you make a decision at that point to see which way you, you want to go. Mm -hmm. And be proactive. Don't let something happen to you first. Uh, we're up against our first break here. When we come back, more on uh, the pitfalls of uh, mortgage life insurance and disability insurance. We'll get uh, to that and a whole lot of other issues regarding uh, home insurance and life insurance and all that uh, as well. Uh, you can contact Rob Golfi at robgolfie.com, 905-575-7700, on Twitter and Instagram, at Rob Golfi and check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. The Hamilton Real Estate Show continues on AM 900 CHML.
Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio this beautiful Saturday morning with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also, our special guest today, Gianni Leonetti from Tripemco Financial Services of Stony Creek. You can call him at 416-575-5330. Call Rob at 905-575-7700. Find him online at robgolfie.com. Uh, do you need mortgage life insurance? We tackled that in segment number one what about the pitfalls of mortgage life insurance and disability insurance well let's start with with still we'll continue with the mortgage life insurance component okay and we'll touch on the underwriting component of life insurance right third-party carriers underwrite you what that means is that they collect once and once an agent collects an application um, all your medical information at that point goes to the insurance company, and they have and they they basically go through a process to uh, assess the risk of actually taking you on as a client. That's okay. exactly that. That's basically what underwriting means. Yep. So with with that being said, three things happen. They either approve you, they rate you. They're going to basically say, you know what, we do like you, but you're a little bit of a higher risk. We're going to actually make you pay a little bit more money. Sure. Or if they don't like the risk, meaning they're going to decline you. Period. So. Um, the underwriting process with third-party carriers is generally done right at the beginning. So as soon as a person gets that application done, we underwrite you, you're approved, you mm-hmm. get a check, we bind it, there's the contract, you have life insurance. Right. The banks do it a little bit differently. So be, probably before the age of 50, generally what ends up happening is, you know, take myself as an example, my wife will go in, my wife and I will go into a bank, we do a mortgage, and they ask us to do the creditor insurance. Now... Generally, you just answer a series of questions. That's it. There is no actual underwriting process that happens at a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, where that actually is a huge pitfall is that there's small print there underneath the, I guess, on, on the form that you're signing and essentially states that the bank reserves the right to underwrite you when you die. Now, think about that for a second, folks, is that You've already your 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 wife or or partner is in shock. You've already passed away. You're thinking you have insurance, Mm -hmm. and you know for the most part you do. But the bank could come back to you and say, you know what, we want to investigate and we want to pull a doctor's report on your spouse. And then that's when your partner says, "Well, what are you talking about? I thought my I had coverage." Well. The bank reserves the right to do this. Mm. There was a CBC Market Watch show that aired a couple of years ago, and you know, and and, and guys, this isn't a bank bashing session by any means, but um, the whole the whole premise of that show that aired was was about this very fact: is the fact that where underwriting was not done for an individual, the bank went back and answered and basically did an investigation and denied the claim mm. for this for this couple. So I would really, really be careful with, with that um, with that keeping that in mind. And again, another benefit of taking a look at, at a third party carrier because you know what? You you don't wanna put your, your your largest asset in the hands of, or just the insurance component that yeah. is, guys, is is uh, in the hands of, of, of bank um, branch people, which I may add are not licensed. The Bank Act does not allow uh, agents or they're not licensed life insurance agents. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That, that that's a let, big let thing to remember. Let them focus on the uh, mortgage. On the lending. On the mortgage. On the mortgage. Yeah. That's what they're good at and that's, that's it. Right. Yeah. That's it's right. like me selling life insurance. 
right? Yeah. I don't. I'm, I mean, you I'm could, a realtor, but yeah, I'm a realtor, right? So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd probably be good at real estate, Rob. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> a crossover action. Going there you go. Uh, do people normally shop around for life insurance? Well, you know what they they do now more than more than they ever have before. Mm. Life insurance has changed over the last 25 years, even 30 years. I've been in business for 18, and it's changed drastically. And of course, with that being said, the biggest change is, is just the ability of information and, and the accessibility of information right. that we have using the net, right? Um, the new newspapers are, are, are almost becoming a thing of the past, unfortunately. Everybody's just going online and Googling everything. And, you know, the the role of the life insurance agent has changed over the years as well. It's not that, that salesman that goes door to door. It's become a little bit more, not a little bit, a lot, a lot more... Um, involved uh, in people's lives. Hmm. No one situation that I've dealt with over 18 years is the same. Absolutely not. Right. right? Uh, the end result is that they're purchasing some type of insurance, but every single person, couple, business owner, entrepreneur has a story. Hmm. And you know what? The, the, the there's a there's a major difference where you have the millennials today which which try to do everything online they try yeah. um, at the end sometimes I find that they still um, you know buckle buckle and, and they call up an agent to actually get get some quotes because it's it's again it's daunting there's there's, there's many different types of insurance mm-hmm. on the market um, but then you also have you know three out of every ten Canadians today uh, maybe a little higher are, are boomers now you know born from 1946 to 1965 and and that that's a very and they're actually actually the biggest population in Canada today. Yeah. Uh, so there's a massive transition of wealth that's happening. But more importantly, is that these guys or these individuals still like the ability of having that face to face. And frankly, that's that's how I, how, how I built my business. Um, uh, social media is a wonderful medium to to basically market yourself. But face to face is always uh, is always number one. Sure. Can we dip into a disability insurance and Absolutely. some of the pitfalls there? Absolutely. A, a lot happens with uh, with buying disability. And, and banks uh, today uh, roll in premiums. When, when they're talking about insurance these days, they're rolling in your life insurance. God forbid something were to happen. Mm-hmm. They're rolling in disability in the event you become totally disabled. There's one thing I want to make uh, all the listeners aware of is what the definition of total disability is. Um, With a bank, total noodle, I guess guess maybe that's maybe a loose sort of way of saying it, Um, you really have to be disabled. They they, they really make you work. So we're talking like quadriplegic. Yeah, definition-wise, you really have to be disabled. Okay. Because what what a bank will do at that point is they'll, they'll basically on the line or on the hook to pay your mortgage for and this is a misconception it's not forever folks Mm. not at all some banks and a majority of banks only do 18 months and that's it after that you're on your own Mm. Um, you have to figure out where you're going to get the funds to to pay for the mortgage whether it's through uh, a bank or whether it's through private insurance third party or whether it's through um, you know a WSIB or whatever the, the case may be but it's only a very brief period of time. And then the last thing I want to mention is that banks have also um, uh, kind of dove into the area of critical illness insurance. And, and I want to make sure that everybody understands that because now they, they, they sell this as a package, a trio essentially. And what critical illness insurance is simply is that um, exactly as I said, it's, it's cancer, heart attack, or stroke. And, and I think we all know somebody that, that's unfortunately had that. And again, that's also something that will will 
make a homeowner have to stay home for a, a, at least a minimum, sometimes six months to a year or indefinitely uh, due to that illness. So what that is, is that's a lump sum payment. So that, that's exactly what that is. And that in the event you, you contract one of those and the, the, the true definition is you survive 30 days, they actually will pay you a lump sum benefit. Hmm. Again, the problem with the bank one is that it only really covers those three major illnesses, cancer, heart attack, and stroke. Right. The, the third party model that's been around for 25 years has 25 illnesses. Wow. Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis, um, uh, you know, severe burns, Lou Gehrig's. Parkinson's. Parkinson's, mm. yeah, huge. Um, you know, uh, occupational HIV. There's, there's, there's numerous, numerous illnesses right. that, that it'll cover. So, again, I would strongly urge to, you know, you know, look at a third-party carrier for everything that we just discussed. Mm-hmm. So if if there's a couple and one person has suffered a heart attack, let's say, that person would be covered so that you know their spouse could dip into the funds to cover the rest of the mortgage? Correct. Okay. Correct. So if, if somebody has had a heart attack, and again, it's definition-based, but a heart attack, the definition usually that goes behind that is that, as an example... If there's a, a stint put in or, or, or a balloon, sure. um, nine times out of ten, a critical illness won't pay out. If there's a bypass, by definition, it's mm-hmm. one by, at minimum of one bypass, this and they'll actually the, pay out. And this is through the uh, mortgage. Right. Uh, yeah. So, And it's more expensive, too. Like it's if very, yeah, it's very yeah, expensive. Yeah, they don't yeah. tell you that. It's just a check mark off. I remember years ago when I was... Uh, Getting a, a, a mortgage on a property, they just say, "Oh, would you like uh, you know the uh, life insurance?" Yeah, and they just check it off, and all of a sudden you're you're insured. But but now you're paying all these premiums. Mm-hmm. But then if something does happen, like uh, Johnny was saying that uh, uh, now you're you're you're, th- you're thinking you're insured, your 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 spouse thinks you're insured, or your yeah. partner, yeah. and now all of a sudden you're not covered yeah. for that because for some reason on their little fine print you shouldn't have gotten it. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have gotten yeah. the insurance. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned the baby boomers. The um, um, you know the the end of that age group is a seventy year old person right now. Yep. And would a mortgage company insure a seventy year old with uh, half a million dollars mortgage insurance? It'll be tough. <laughs> <laughs> not, not impossible, but the, almost not, not impossible, but but very tough. Okay. Um, I've come across some very very healthy seventy year olds. Uh, my father-in-law, uh, you know, he has the strength of a 30-year-old, to be <laughs> honest with you. God bless him. Yeah. Um, but, um, again, not not impossible. Uh, but at the end of the day, traditionally, a 70-year-old person has... has um, Their life established. Yeah, hmm. there, there's more... Li- the life expectancy is obviously... Is, 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 yeah, it's far shorter. It's far shorter, but... Uh, it's definitely doable. The big question when you're looking at insurance for somebody that's 70, and I hope they don't have a half a million dollar mortgage, is the fact that their premiums are going to be through the roof. It's just going to be very, very expensive. Yeah. So the likelihood is you're not you're not going to really see too many seven year olds that that purchase insurance to cover a mortgage, mm-hmm. um, especially if they do have a mortgage. It's probably, uh, hopefully, really, really low. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's that's just that, that that's a heavy premium. Yeah, we're talking in the tens of thousands, probably with a mortgage. It, it, at that extremely point. tens of thousands. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if you pay your mortgage off and you've been paying premiums for twenty years, are you insured for the full amount you started with? Absolutely, absolutely. So if you're more go through ahead. the mortgage, is this through, through the mortgage? Well, if no, so so no. If 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 you're looking at a third party now, okay. and you purchase a twenty year term plan. And within that 20 years, uh, let's say in year 15, you manage to pay off your mortgage. Right. 
you still have the full amount that you purchased 15 years ago. So call it 300K was bought to cover this mortgage. Mm-hmm. You managed to pay this off in, in 15 years. If God forbid something were to happen uh, at any given point in time within that 20 year period of time, even though they've paid that mortgage off, mm. they still have the 300K. Because remember, they control it. It's their policy. The right. beneficiary is not the bank. The beneficiary is your spouse, is your children, is your estate. So, so big difference. So you're telling me like, you no, know, the independent insurance company will pay the will pay the uh, the, the insurance. But what about no, like let's say CIBC. Sure. You got a three hundred thousand. You you got a three hundred thousand dollar policy. You've been paying the policy through CIBC all these years. Mm-hmm. You got one mortgage payment left. You're still you still you got one mortgage payment left. Um, and then one of your par- uh, partners passes away. Does the bank pay the three hundred thousand or just that one mortgage payment? Absolutely left? not. It only pays the balance remaining, and that's it. So if you so so if you got a mortgage of a thousand dollars a month, so the CIBC, even though you've been paying for a three hundred thousand dollar premium, mm-hmm. well, no, you're you're not. See, let, let, let's because make sure pre- we get something straight. The right. premium is reflective of the mortgage balance outstanding. So every period. Five, so every, every five, five years, that premium. Now remember what I said. It works the reverse, mm-hmm. folks. Is that right. okay? As as your mortgage decreases, right? If you're starting at three hundred thousand, and your mortgage is gradually every five years, you know, the the goal is for it to decrease. Yeah. And let's let's fast forward. Let's fast forward now. Ten years into this mortgage, given everything has gone well, and now that mortgage is sitting at one hundred fifty k. You've had two renewals, two five year renewals. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and you've also now are ten years older. So remember, it works the reverse. As your mortgage goes down, your price goes up because you're older, right? right? I've come across situations where I've had 60-year-olds that still have a small balance of about $150,000 on mortgages. And I swear to you, gentlemen, that I've seen premiums in north of three to $400 a month wow. to cover that mortgage through a bank. Holy cow. Where I've actually looked at them. And again, we know that their duration is only about a 10 year to pay that thing off. Right. And we've covered them for about 140 bucks. Wow. So you know what? It's a big, big difference. Huge difference. Huge. You really have to be aware that come at the older ages if you're 50 plus and you still are are renewing that mortgage which is probably the likelihood here in Mm -hmm. in Hamilton and Mm -hmm. and, and all over Canada and you're still renewing it really really take a look at third party insurance because I can almost guarantee you it's cheaper yeah you have a question regarding um, life insurance mortgage insurance everything under the sun in that regard you can uh, call Johnny Lanetti from Tripemco Financial Services of Stony Creek 416-575-5330 don't forget if you have a question for Rob regarding anything under the sun real estate, questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Uh, email your question to questions at robgolfie.com. More on the Hamilton Real Estate Show next on AM 900 CHML. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio this morning with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Our special in-studio guests this morning, Johnny Leonetti from Trapemco Financial Services of Stony Creek. You can get a hold of him 
him at 416-575-5330. Let's talk a little bit about uh, insurance beneficiaries and how that works, uh, maybe with third party versus the banks. And there's a really stark contrast. Well, the contrast is huge, gentlemen. Uh, We'll start with the banks. Uh, The bank will always, always, and I'm going to stress that one more time, (laughs) always be the beneficiary. Always. The bank only pays the balance owing on that mortgage to that spouse, Mm -hmm. period. We've already touched on, um, you know, hopefully they do pay. Um, But when they do pay, the only thing they pay is the is the bank. The bank is the is is the is the bank is the beneficiary. Apologize. So so with that being said, again, it comes back down and it ties right back into what I said earlier. You don't really have any control. You know, there's really zero control. Um, you're only getting paid that balance. And remember what I said, premiums still do, you know, it's tend to spike as you get older, mm-hmm. even though your insurance goes down. But the control is not really there when it comes to uh, bank-owned insurance, especially when it comes to beneficiary designations. Beneficiary designations through a third party, however, has a whole different, you know, scope altogether. Where, where remember, proceeds under um, a life insurance policy in Canada are paid tax-free to a beneficiary if personally owned, if that contract is personally owned. Mm. So which means that, you know, you have a husband and a wife that, uh, that own a, a life insurance plan and they can designate those funds to each other. As a, as a joint policy, right. they can designate those funds by me, designation. I mean, beneficiaries to their children. They can designate those funds to an estate. They can designate those funds basically wherever wherever they want. I, I make a joke. I always say you can leave it to your cat. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> but, uh, but is that an option? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've seen it once. Wow. Uh, I'm sure Oprah Winfrey's got I've, something for her I've, dogs. I've, I've seen it <laughs> yeah. once, guys. Uh, it wasn't me. It was somebody in the office. But. Um, <laughs> It, there's interesting people out there. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, with that being said, um, be having the ability to to name a beneficiary is, in my opinion, is is huge um, because again, the individual um, at that point, the the spouse that's left standing, without sounding too morbid, hmm. uh, has the ability to do whatever whatever they want. It buys them time, as I said earlier. It gives them the ability to, if they want to pay that mortgage and just get rid of that house immediately and, and they don't really want that debt, that's fine. Mm. I always I always tell folks that sometimes say, well, I, I don't really even want any more insurance at all to cover this mortgage or or um, they don't buy enough. Canadians are severely underinsured, mm. severely underinsured. And when, um, when, when in the event someone were, were to pass away, I always tell the, um, or I mentioned to, to the husband and the wife, I say, well, are you in the business of being a real estate agent after after your husband or wife passes away. And they're like, well, what do you mean by that, Johnny? Well, I, I simply say to them, I go, if you don't have enough insurance to take care of this mortgage, I understand you're, you're, you're in shock, um, you know, tragedy is hit. Unfortunately, the life doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Your mortgage payments still go on. Go on. Yeah. Nothing, right. nothing stops. Your bills still go on. Your children still you know, go to school. Your children's education or uh, still has to be considered. Um, daily expenses. Everything still moves forward. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know what? It just buys you that time. So by having the ability to designate a beneficiary, 
in my opinion, is massive, yeah. right? Because it just gives you that control. Gives you breathing room. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So more often than not, um, let's let's uh, implement this scenario. You have a husband and wife. They have two children. Uh, the husband will designate the wife as a beneficiary and vice versa. M- more common than not. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. If, say, uh, and, you know, God forbid, those two uh, individuals, the two parents, uh, succumb to fatal injuries in a car crash, let's say, the children are left behind. Does that beneficiary automatically transport to them, or how does that work? It does. Okay. Uh, well, before I answer that question, I'll take it one step one step uh, further. Is bef- when as people are getting married and they're having children and they're purchasing homes and property, I would highly, highly, highly recommend to get a will. Okay. Um, because a will 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 obviously give you the ability and the direction as far as what you want your last wishes to be in right. the event tragedy strikes. Losing a parent. Um, it's tough. Losing two at the same time mm-hmm. um, is, is just astronomically tough. So um, what could happen, first of all, they look at, they look at a will, first and foremost, um, and they look at what needs to happen to those children, where a will will determine if there's a trustee that's not only uh, in trust of caring for the children, for their personal care, mm-hmm. and, um, but also, more importantly, a trustee to also manage the money. Right, so a will is obviously obviously very very important. But for for this segment, um, what generally would happen is that yes, those proceeds will go to the estate. Let's mm-hmm. say they don't have a will, they will right. go to the estate, and those children will eventually get those those assets. But again, if they're under the age of eighteen, you have to be really cognizant of the fact that um, you know then a lot of there could there's a lot of people that other family members may want to step in and. You know, try to control the situation. Mm. Let's say, let's right. just say that for the lack of a, of a better phrase, and and sometimes this is where you're going to find that you have you have issues, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know, um, you know, you have somebody on the wife's side that wants to step in and do something. You have somebody on the husband's side that wants to step in and do something. And frankly, there's really no direction. So again, you know, I guess the point of what I'm trying to say is that you know, I really strongly urge to to get a will, mm-hmm. and um, so that that sense of direction is taken care of. Okay, one more segment to go. When we come back, we'll wrap things up here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. One last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rex Amprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find him online at robgolfie.com, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfie page and call him at 905-575-7700. Don't forget, if you have a question, email questions at robgolfie.com. We'll get to it on a future episode. Johnny Leonetti from Tripemco Financial Services of Stony Creek, also with us today. You can reach him at 416-575-5330. Maybe we'll wrap things off with the different kinds of insurance because there's a lot lot of stuff out there. Yeah, you, you got it, Rick. Uh, insurance can be very, very confusing. And as I said at the beginning of the show, it's very daunting. It's a daunting mm-hmm. task to try to figure out what type of insurance you need. And 
you know, in my 18 years, I, I'd like to consider, I'd like to think that I'm, I'm very well versed on all the different, obviously the different types of insurance, but, and I've honestly seen everything. I'll be honest with you. I'm a chartered life underwriter. I'm a certified health specialist and I'm a registered financial consultant. And I've had the pleasure and privilege of dealing with the young couple, the 25 to 30 year old mm -hmm. that, that just got married and, um, you know, just bought their first home and now could be pregnant with their first child. And that conversation is a very different conversation from where, you know, when you have that 60 year old as, as, as in comparison that is already established and um, is an entrepreneur and has uh, assets not only in Canada, could be international assets. So, and, and, and I've seen everything in between. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so with that being said, there's many, many different types of insurance. And frankly, I can totally understand how it could be confusing, Rob. I, I'll be honest, guys. You know, you, you have, uh, you know, what type, you, you can go crazy. I want permanent insurance, term insurance, universal life insurance. Uh, you know, disability insurance, short-term, long-term, critical illness. What is critical illness? So there's a lot out there. There's mm -hmm. a lot out there. And I like to consider myself at this point in my career, and I've always considered myself as I'm an educator. Um, I, I sit on the, uh, I'm the president of the, of the Financial Advisors Association for Hamilton, which is called Advocus. And um, I, uh, I, I'm out there uh, as an advocate because I strongly and truly believe in this in this business. I've been at it for such a long period of time. I've seen what a check will do to a family. What I mean by that, folks, is when a spouse passes away, and I've seen, you know, I've I've been that person to to deliver a half a million dollar check to a family mm -hmm. with uh, with you know one or, or two children under the age of ten. As sad as that as that moment is, um, technically, I'm the only person that comes with money. Right. Mm -hmm. There's nobody else that comes with money. Everybody wants money mm -hmm. when when unfortunately a person passes away in, 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 in Canada. So I've seen the power of what insurance can do. I've seen the power, how it can help people move forward. And um, I've also seen now, you know, moving, you know, fast forwarding these individuals where I've delivered these checks now that they've moved on in their lives. Right. You know, they've, uh, they, some are remarried or... Uh, or, or simply just have have come to peace with um, with with losing that with losing the most important important person in their life, which is their partner. So, how quickly uh, does that check arrive? I know that's a that's a crazy question, yeah. but I'm just curious because I've never seen it. It's 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 not it's not a crazy question at all. Hmm. Um, I would honestly say once everything has been um, has been you know with, with a death certificate and, right. and I've been notified. You're looking at about a two, at about a two week turnaround. Okay. Yeah, two weeks. So um, again, I, I I know it's not not to sound like I'm making a joke out of this, but mm -hmm. I am the only one that comes with money. Yeah. Do, be, pe I'll be 100%. do people get missed? In what sense? Well, somebody passes away. Yeah. You don't find out till six months later. Well, that that's the you see this is an, and and actually not that's a very good point, Rob. That I want to that I want to state is that. People have a tendency of losing life insurance policies. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm serious. Wow. I don't know how people do that, but people, folks, this is one of the most important documents <laughs> that you're going to purchase. Yeah. Please don't just put it in a drawer and forget about it where it collects dust. Please put it in, in, in a safe uh, spot in, in your offices or, or in a safety deposit box mm. because, and, and, and let people know that you bought this that you own a life insurance plan because right. what Rob just said actually happens quite often where I'm not notified or agents aren't notified where this person has passed away because simply nobody knew they had the coverage. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so you know what? People do get missed a lot. 
they do get wow. missed a lot. I can envision yeah. that because, you yeah. know, you take the example that I had where the parents pass away yeah. and, you know, other family members might not even know that they oh, had yeah. life insurance to begin with. Right. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's interesting where, you know, uh, 18 years ago when I got into the business, when this, this would happen again, it, it happens more often than not, as I said. And, you know, people would call me, you know, I, I lost my policy, Johnny, and or I moved or, and, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. usually they would just print it. Do you know that there's a $25 to $35 charge if you want that policy really? reprinted now? Wow. Canadian insurance carriers have gotten smart and are saying, <laughs> well, if you lose a policy, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. It's, it's a legal binding document. Yeah. Please don't lose it. Yeah. And should you review it maybe once a year just to have a look to say, hey, does this still apply to my current situation? You know what? It depends, right? If if you're popping out babies every year, then probably we, <laughs> yeah, we should, we should have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, generally, you're not moving every year. Uh, I know Rob would like you to, but you're not moving every yeah, year. Yeah. But uh, ideally, I would look at a policy or a life insurance uh, contract anywhere between two to five years at the most. Hmm. Um, and this is again is is in the is goals with with the um, well on the premise that your life changes it never stays the same. Remember my example: you have the twenty five year old, yeah. and then you have the sixty year old, right? There's a lot that happens in between there, right? Um, so I would highly recommend to to have this thing reviewed mm-hmm. because sometimes when I when I when I'm sitting with people, they say, "Well, I already have life insurance." I said, "That's nice." I said, "Do you mind if I take a look at? It? Let me give you option B. Let me take a, a second look at it." And, and then when I do finally sit down with that person and I look at it, it's a policy for $10,000 they bought in 1983 that unfortunately probably won't even cover them if they got cremated. So I, and then I said, and they have, and they have assets accumulated over a million dollars. I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a really big shortfall here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and the la- one last thing is that a lot of people have insurance through their work. Right? That's the one biggest thing I hear. Johnny, mm-hmm. I'm covering through my work. Well, folks, 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 please know that the moment you leave that job, the moment you decide that you want to become an entrepreneur, the moment you get fired, the moment you get laid off, all that insurance just disappears. Mm -hmm. So please always have something private, as I put it, third party, so that it's yours. You own it and it's yours for the rest of your life. Take care of yourself. I guess that's the message at the end of the day. You better believe it. All right, guys, thanks for coming in. And thank you, uh, thank you for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on AM 900 CHML.